Greetings in the name of Jesus. Um, so earlier in, uh, okay, in, in this week, you know, I've basically been, I've been saying, Lord, um, flood my dreams with your, with your presence, you know, flood my dreams. And so this morning you flooded my dream, my dreams, and uh, it kind of led into, into me thinking, Lord, what is it that you're actually trying to say to me here? Um, so in the dream, I was yeah, minding my own business and um, sleeping, uh, yeah, catching a few zeds. And so um, I saw this water flowing from the left, from the left-hand side um, towards me. And and then I heard this 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 voice say to me, "Go up to higher ground." And um, in order to obviously escape the water that's flowing towards me, so. As, I'm, as I look and I see this hill, so I start running up the hill um, to get to this higher ground. And as I'm running up this hill, I looked up and behold, <laughs> there flowed more water from the top down towards me. So I've got water on the left flowing up trying to get me. And then I got water flowing down towards me. So when I got to this middle part, it was on the middle part of the hill, sort of a plateau there. And then all of a sudden, everything else just disappeared. And then there were these words that were being spoken to me. Word of God. Now, for the life of me, when I woke up, I couldn't remember. I tried my very best to remember what was the word of God that was being spoken. I couldn't remember that. All I could remember was the word. It was a capital letter, the word, as in, Jesus. So while we were worshiping and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and I know he was ministering to me and he was telling me a few things and as he got to the point where he said the word Jesus and he said the cross stands between and God was saying to me the word and he said the cross and Jesus hung on that cross. Jesus being the word of God. Because in John 1 it says, he, was the, he is the word. Jesus is the word, as we all know. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So this is what I felt that the Lord was saying that sometimes in life if you get overwhelmed and you've got things on either side of you trying to engulf you, just remember that Jesus is right there in the center now, during those, those, those songs we sang before this last song, he was already ministering to me. I felt like God was shouting at me when we sang this other song now, um, Jesus be the center. It's like, Lord, you really want me to speak. To, you really want me to say this. You really want me to bring this forward. But I feel that it does link in with everything else that's already been spoken today. So we give God the glory for we will just throw ourselves deeper into his word. And keep seeking Him by His Spirit. So be, be glorified, O oh Lord. Amen. Thanks, Lord God. That's good. I made him share that because everything I want to speak about is Jesus being the center of your lives this year. And that song, I don't know that song's chosen. That word confirms it. That's what the prophetic is. Confirms what God is wanting to say to us here in this moment. And as we walk forward. Yeah, sometimes um, God tells you to share something and you don't know, He hasn't told you what to share. So, but He's faithful in that way because He, he made it so clear as, what was His name? 
Michael when Michael was sharing. He made it so clear. So sometimes God tells you to, to go and do something and he hasn't told you what to do yet. And that's how I was sitting here in the front saying, Lord, what are you, why are you stirring me so deeply this morning? Um, there's a couple of things that, that I just know that God is laying in my heart. The one is that there is the, the, the power and the presence of God here this morning is for healing and for restoration. Jesus is here present to do something, um, and you just need to receive that. I just know there's such a sense of His availability to move into your lives this morning in a very, very powerful way. And um, just the tangible presence of Jesus Christ um, in this place. And just what, um, what he was sharing about those pictures of the, the, the streams of water. And it just came to me so quickly as I was sitting here. This, um, a few days ago, we had the opportunity to go to Amanus with my sister. And we went swimming in one of the beaches there in Amanus called Langbai. Um, actually, this was not in Langbai. This was in the beach next to that was called, I can't remember the name of the beach. But there's Okortbai or something by, next door by. There's so many beaches. And <laughs> goodbye. it was a goodbye, yeah. Was, was awesome. Yeah, crappies. And uh, as you as you go to the beach, it's a beautiful sort of calm stretch of water, and then there's a dip and a sandbank, uh, quite a deep dip, and then a sandbank, and then then it looks like the water stretches out for quite far that you can walk in the shallows, and that's where the the actual waves start. But you first have to go down the sandbank, and so I was with my little boy Levi, and he, I said to him. Um, we can go there where the people are standing on the sandbank, but we first have to go through the dip. We first have to go through that dip in order to get to the sandbank. So I explained it to him very carefully what we were going to do. Um, and so I'm holding him and, and sort of we're going through and we're going, lo- and we're going deeper and deeper. And I knew it would sort of come up to my head as we go to the worst part of that, that, that dip. It would come up to my head. And then uh, unfortunately, as we went to that part, there were some waves that came, and he's yelling at me, Daddy, go back, Daddy, go back, because the waves are hitting us. But I know that we're going to be fine, because literally five steps ahead of us, there's a boy standing. Like, you can see him, he's standing, like, up here. That's where the bank goes up. And I'm sort of just trying to calm Levi down the whole time to say, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, and then, then these waves are hitting us, and then it's, like, literally two steps, and you're, like, up above the water. And, uh, and you're standing on the sandbank. And everything's fine again. And I just have a sense of that word of the water, that water of Christ, which it is Christ. Christ is the water. He is the source. He is the fountain. We sang that. But here's the thing. His invitation to us is to go deeper into Him. His invitation is to go deeper into Him. But the reality is going deeper into Christ means that you start to lose more and more control over the things of your life. And becomes more and more scary. And there come times where you're going to start saying to God, Lord, I want to get out of this. I don't know this. I don't feel safe in this. I'm out of control. I can't handle this. And God's saying you need to push through that to get to where he wants to take you. But, but it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a religious understanding. It's not some scripture verse that's going to bring you through. It's not, it's not, it's not anything but Jesus Christ himself. It is Him. It is being rooted in Him. And just, I want to just encourage you, just recently um, going through some really deep waters in, our, in my own life personally and, and even as a family. And just every single time God brings us back to that space where we're just on our knees and just worshiping Him. On our own, in our 
bedroom or in our lounge or wherever. We're just, we just before Jesus, and it's just us and Him. And we're saying, Lord, we're in this deep water, but we just trust you. You're going to bring us through this. And I just believe this year is going to be a year where, where people are going to get out of that. But you're going to have to trust Him. You're going to, the water might even get deeper. It might even get deeper, but He's going to take you through that. Excellent. We at home the other day, obviously at home, and Kathleen, we're you know, dealing with some stuff, and Aiden comes up to Kathleen. Aiden's now seven years old, and he says to her, Mom, you can't go th- around it. You can't go over it. You've got to go through it, Mom. She was like, okay. If kids can all start understanding it, we've got to live it, eh? And, and uh, if only you were a little bit taller, hey, Martin, in the depths of waters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But 2 Corinthians 3 says this to us from verse 7. It says, Now, if the ministry of death, carved in letters of stone, came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? (laughs) For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, law, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory has come to have no glory at all because of the glory that surpasses it. For it was what, for it what, for it For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. Hmm. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold. That's a good word for a year. Very bold. Not like Moses who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what has been brought to an end. And his glory was fading. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ it is taken away. There are still people on this earth today that live like that. Under an old way of thinking and living, it's called religion. And you're bound by it and there's a veil over you to see the new glory that is given to us through Jesus Christ. Hmm. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when we read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ it is taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. And we all, We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And last Thursday, I woke up with this line, you can't build a puzzle unless you've got the original picture. And I know that now because over this holiday, I've decided to do puzzles. 
So I did the thousand-piece puzzle of the Eiffel Tower. There was no French people here today. Eh? If I didn't have that original picture, it's hard enough having the picture. Because where does this little piece go? And you look at the picture, and you look, and you wonder, and then it's somewhat obvious. But when you've got blue sky, <laughs> okay, try and tell me where this piece of the puzzle is going to fit. And it's eventually a process of elimination. Just try, 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 and eventually click. And you know what our lives are like? They're like puzzles, actually. You get little pieces, little bits. You go through life. You work together. Essentially, what is God trying to do through you? And what are you wanting to become? What did they call the early church? What is the name given to them? Christians. And what does the word Christian mean? It means little Christ. It's like means little anointed ones, meaning they look just like Jesus. And I, and I can't stress, you see how this meeting's gone this morning? I can't tell you these words and you go, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, we'll do it. You have to experience Him. You have to know Him. You have to press into Him and understand that everything you do in life is a representation of His glory. Because He's chosen you. You have accepted Him as a Savior, which means the veil has now been lifted off. All religious thinking, all ways of living in freedom by the Spirit have been given to you in Christ, and His glory has been imparted to you. So you are the image, and Jesus was the image of the living God, the representation. What is that Colossians passage say? He's the exact representation of the Father. If you want your life to work in order this year and you want the puzzle pieces of all the things that you want and happening just to click into place, let Jesus be the center. Look to Him. Ask Him. I even ask Him of which road we need to travel. Coming back from Arlene's wedding on uh, Friday night, it was late, and there's always a thing, what do you do? You go Baden-Powell into, Baden-Powell into, and I do this all the time. I see a red or a green road. And it was red down Baden-Powell, so it went into, went green. It's as simple as that. Why? Because my life is hidden in Him. Every decision I get to make is in and through Him. It's not, oh, wow, you're so spiritual. No. He's my greatest friend. He's my brother. He's with me. I can't see Him, but He's in me. He's the image of the invisible God, but made visible to us. The, his, this, this, the Bible's not a history book, just telling us how amazing Jesus was. And all the great things that he did. He came to show us what you can be like on this earth. And here's a line that I heard this week. We were at Andy and Anna's for a bri. And this line has hit me, I tell you. Just like, boom. Oh, very kind of you guys. The band can stand. Come on, man. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. Yeah. And he was, when he was up in Iris with Heidi Baker, she said this line. She said, God is looking for people who will carry his glory but not touch it for themselves. How powerful is that? God is looking for people who will carry his glory. You are a glory carrier but will not touch it for themselves. You know what that means? Is that when you carry the glory of the Almighty God in it, everything that happens for it is not for you. Yes, testimony is good, but it's nothing is drawn to you. Wow, look what we did. Wow, look how amazing ministries build upon that, upon the success, and the glory goes to them instead of to Jesus. 
That's what he's looking for in you. You are all carriers of his glory. Because this scripture says, let's read that last little bit again. It says, yes, to this day Moses, when Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. When I was 21, I had an, I had an encounters with God. But the glory that I understood then, I have more now because I've been changed from one degree of glory to another. It's a process. The pieces of my puzzle for my life keep clicking into gear. The, the bigger picture of what God wants to do keeps falling into place. I think there's some of you here that are looking at you just starting the puzzle. And it's painful. Because <laughs> it's just a harder work. You've got to find all the border edges, start ba- building the foundation. There's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to keep building and looking at that image. And as you keep looking at the original print, your life starts taking the form as the Almighty God working through you. That is being transformed from one degree of glory to another. As you grow and you mature in Him, as you walk in Him, and let Him be the center of it all.